one of the biggest ones, and I'm going to tell you a story about it, is this statement that it's not about the money, especially if you're in a helping profession, right? Like physical therapy. Like we tell ourselves, it's not about the money. You're in this because you want to help people. Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast, where we help you get into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. Our goal with these episodes is to give you clarity, confidence, and control over your ability to get into your dream schools as a future physical therapist. So if that's you, you are on the right podcast. And if you enjoy this episode and other episodes, be sure to share them out with other friends, other Pre-PT friends who you believe would value every single episode. We're here to help you get one step closer to your dream. And before we start this episode, we want to give you access to some of our best resources to help you get accepted into PT school despite having low GPAs, previous rejections, GRE struggles, and more. So go to www.ptschoolacceptance.com and we will take care of you from there. Have a blast listening to this particular episode. And if you enjoy it, be sure to share it out with other friends who you believe would value it as well. Here's what my PT school professor never told me about PT school debt. If you're a student who is interested in becoming a physical therapist, you're in the right place. My name is Joseph Scoogie. I'm a physical therapist, one of the co-founders of Pre-PT Grind and Cash and Class University, uh, where for years we've helped students get into PT school and then graduate debt-free after that. So um, if you want either one of those things, or if you're interested in having a PT career that is just absolutely amazing, it fills all the dreams that you've ever had, uh, then you're in the right place and we're going to help you get there. Now, um, I want to talk about money a little bit today because because school debt is a thing that we've all seen, we all experience it. Some of you all are playing, paying off loans or you know debt from undergrad. Um, some of you are worrying about how you're gonna pay off PT school debt when you finish school, how you're gonna pay your way through school. Uh, and we've had students do some really, really cool things to help them graduate debt-free. But I wanna bring you back to a conversation I had with a professor that could have easily thrown me off like many other students and physical therapists have been for years. Now, um, there's, uh, there's a side of this whole debt situation where we feel like we have to just like wait for someone else to help us, whether it's the government or whether it's the schools or it's like someone has to fix it. It's just becoming too expensive. Um, and and it's, it's interesting because there's certain things that you have a lot of control over when it comes to money. But a lot of it is because of certain things that we've been told that we have believed and they're actually not as accurate as you might think they are. And one of the biggest ones, and I'm going to tell you a story about it, is this statement that it's not about the money, especially if you're in a helping profession, right? Like physical therapy. Like we tell ourselves, it's not about the money. You're in this because you want to help people. Part of that means that you really don't understand what money is, right? But it also creates some other issues, especially when that message is being given to us by people that are not in debt. Right? Or, or people that graduated 15, 20 plus years ago when school was not as expensive as it is right now, right? Whereas there's some of y'all that are graduating school or will graduate school with $150,000 in debt, $200,000 in debt. It starts to not make a whole lot of sense. Let's talk about it because I'm going to keep it real. Some of y'all might not like what I have to say, but for those of y'all that listen, you're going to be all the better for it. All right. So I had a conversation in PT school uh, with one of my professors. I think there was probably one or two other classmates uh, where we were asking questions about school debt, like how to pay off school debt. Like, why is it so expensive? You know, why aren't PTs paid more? And I think part of it was the fact that it was a doctorate. So we were still trying to wrap our minds around the fact that like, wait a minute, like shouldn't doctors of physical therapy be paid more? And we were just asking all these questions. I'm just curious, honestly. Some of us at that point had already started doing some research online and learning from other people that were doing things a little differently to make their financial investment in PT school worth it, right? Uh, and, and one of those paths was business, right? So actually one of our first business coaches, Greg Todd, was um, one of the people 
that we had started listening to around that time. But I remember asking this professor this question. It was like, um, you know, just just about like, how do we deal with that? Like, why is it that PTs aren't paid more? Or why is it that there's so much school debt, but then like we're paid the same as we were paid when we had a master's degree, when PT, when physical therapy was a master's or when physical therapy was a bachelor's degree. And what the professor said was what I said a few minutes ago, which is it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's the statement that we kept hearing. It's not about the money. You're in a helping profession. If you wanted to make money, you would not have chosen physical therapy. And a lot of us just accept that. We're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. And and then what happens though, and this is where it becomes dangerous. What happens is we start to associate um, helping people with not like making more money. It's almost like making more money is seen as bad. (laughs) It's, It's... it's this thing and it's part of it is how we've been taught. I mean, think about it. Like every movie you've seen since you were a kid that um, has a wealthy person or someone that has money, it's always portrayed as evil, right? And so we we have this like weird connotation with like, well, if I make more money, then I'm taking more or I want to make just enough to not be selfish and all, all these narratives that we've heard and it was so connected and it's really, really still connected even in healthcare and it's screwing y'all up. And the reason why it's screwing y'all up is because there are people that are leaving the profession because they can't make it make sense financially. I have peers, I have classmates that have left the PT profession because they're like, I'm in so much debt, I gotta figure out some other way to make this make sense because what I'm getting paid as a new grad PT ain't adding up, right? And I'm not telling you this to scare you away from physical therapy. I'm telling you this to help you understand that there's a few things that we might believe or have been told about money that we need to unlearn if we want to make this not only make sense, but also fulfill a lot of the dreams that you've had. Like, like take a brief moment real quick and just think to yourself, like, what did you dream of? Like, when you initially decided to become a physical therapist, what did you want? Some of you will say, well, I wanted like flexibility. I wanted like time freedom. I wanted to like have my weekends off. I wanted to have a job that paid well. Side note, when you're getting paid minimum wage, well, getting paid $80,000 a PT sounds like a lot of money until you realize what that actually looks like with school debt, with taxes and all that stuff, right? So it's like, well, like like part of our perspective was maybe a little bit off, right? Um, But then we also have this narrative of it's not about the money. It's not about the money. So what happens is a lot of people get into the profession. We get into a lot of debt. Then we graduate. And it's not just PT. It's dentistry. It's uh, MDs. It's like, y'all, I can go down the whole list. But then we graduate with a lot of debt. And then now we're stuck where we're like, okay, So how do I pay this off? Do I go to a branch of physical therapy that's not as fulfilling to me? Like what if, what if the only way to, for you to make more money is for you to do a skilled nursing facility, but you actually are not fulfilled doing that. And side note, it's okay to not like certain branches of PT, even if you want to be a PT. Like I have friends that um, don't like working with adults. They are like, like straight up pediatric PTs. And they're like, I love working with kids, adults, not so much. I have peers and colleagues that are the exact opposite. They're like, "Eh, I'm not really a fan of working with kids, peds wise, but I'd love to work with the the geriatric population. I want to work with sports or whatever. Like think of the branch of PT that would fulfill you the most. What if it's not the one that pays the most, right? Like, are you going to basically give up your entire career doing a different branch of PT just to make more money? You just have to decide, like, does it make sense for you? Does it not? But, But let's go back to this conversation of it's not about the money. A lot of people have been told that. And a lot of the times we just have to be very careful um, that, well, we have to first of all assess like, who are we, who are we getting that information from? Are, are we being told that by someone that understands our pain, 
that is currently going through the struggles that we're currently going through, someone that has actually been able to navigate how to get out of debt, or are you talking to someone that has either given up on the fact that they're just gonna be in debt for the rest of their life, or maybe they just weren't in as much debt to begin with because a lot of our professors had been in the profession at that time for 15 plus years. So what they paid for school was very different than what we were paying for school, and the pay hadn't changed a whole lot. So now you start asking yourself, like, does like something isn't adding up. So, so we gotta start asking very, very different questions. And so the first thing, and here's what I, I wish the professor would have told me, but remember, PT school's job is really not to help you like make more money. Their job is really to just help you graduate from PT school and pass your board exam. That, that's really it, right? So, uh, but, but what I wish I had learned then, and, and I learned it in other ways from like, you know, business coaches and things like that. But what I wish I had learned even earlier was the fact that part of it is about the money. Yes, I, I know we want to help people and, and, and that's part of it. But, but I think sometimes we forget to think about what does, what does our ability to help people look like when money is not a stressor? Right, like I remember the first time. This is probably like in 2019 when um, I didn't actually have to work as a PT anymore. We have multiple businesses, but it was 2019 was the first year where I didn't actually have to work as a PT anymore. Like in terms of like actually treating as a PT because um, we had figured out other ways to serve people and make quite a bit of money, right? And so um, I remember what happened when like I would go into the clinic and I would actually go and treat patients simply because I wanted to treat patients because I generally loved being a physical therapist, right? Um, and it's a very different feeling just going in and serving people because you want to, because it's just like, it's a different feeling to, to go from like, having to do it because I need to get another, you know, I need to get another shift over the weekend. I need to have like a part-time job to, you know, make ends meet. It's a very different feeling of having to do things out of the desperation for more income just to make ends meet and pay off loans and pay for your life because life's expensive and all that stuff versus being able to figure out the money part and actually be able to give without that stressor. Does that make sense? And I, I don't know, like, like I pray that at one point you feel that, but it's, it's one of the most beautiful things ever where you can literally give, give without the expectation of return, where you can literally give simply because you want to serve people. Even for us, like with what we do online, we've, we've helped way more people than have paid us, right? There's a lot of students that have like been served by our platforms over the years and have never paid us a penny, but because we actually have our money side figured out, we know that there's always going to be a fraction of people that will pay us, right? But there's going to be a lot of people that won't, but we've set it up so that we, we were like, wait, wait a minute, hold on. This money part is actually important. And if we can figure that part out, then we can actually do more of what we as healthcare people love, which is serving people, help people without feeling drained, without feeling this desperation of just trying to figure out where more money is or feeling drained or feeling exhausted or fatigued or whatnot. Like take, take a look at like our energy. Like, have you noticed that when, when you see a piece of content from us, we actually look like we want to be here. <laughs> we look like we want to serve you. We look like we actually have a lot of energy because we do like, we love what we do, but we're good financially. Right. And so as a student, start asking yourself, wait a minute, is the whole concept of it's not about money. It's about helping people. Does that actually match up? If the reality is that if I'm really, really stressed financially, I'm not in a position of just giving like abundantly. I'm in a position of survival. I'm in a position of like, shoot, like I got to figure ish out. And that's how most people live their careers. And that's why a lot of people end up actually leaving a healthcare career. Like, and I have peers, like I said, that have left simply because they were like, yo, I have to make this worth the investment. So it actually is a big chunk about the money, right? Anyone that leaves the profession, it's always about money. Anyone that feels overworked, underpaid, underpaid, key part, it's
It's about the money, right? I had a, a clinical instructor during my last rotation in PT school. He was frustrated. He was 32 years in the profession, probably one of the most bitter PTs I'd met. Almost made me reconsider being a PT. And PT is a dope for, like, it's a really, really, really cool profession, right? And he made me second think it because I was seeing how unhappy he was, like, as a clinician. And he would verbally tell people, like, I would not have picked physical therapy if I could go back in time. I would have picked something else that paid more. Like, it was all around me, right? And for some of you who have interacted with a clinician that just did not look happy or fulfilled, a big part of it wasn't necessarily the fact they didn't like physical therapy. It's just the fact that they were drained. They were, they were were trying to survive and it just didn't feel fulfilling anymore right but i can tell you this when they were students they were excited when they graduated from pt school they were excited but at some point maybe a few months after or a few years after something changed and it was because of the money part there's a reason why one of the biggest things that like clinicians are trying to get is more pay there's a reason why you'll hear a lot of new grads that are doctors saying we're not paid like doctors that's a whole different conversation, by the way. Uh, but you're not going to have that just handed to you, right? And I know we want it to be, but it's not going to happen that way. So one of the first things we have to understand is that it is about the money. But then the, the, the next thing is understanding that it's actually on you. That's the other part is I think a lot of times we are waiting for someone else to fix the money situation for us, whether it's the government or the school or whatnot, but it's actually on you. It's, it's on you to take ownership of that. It's on you to actually make it worth the financial investment. So you have to start asking different questions. Who can I learn from? Who are like, who do I have around me? Who are people that I can have? access to that have figured this out and can I learn from them? Because if you start doing that, it'll start opening up doors for you. And then the last thing is you can start figuring that stuff as a student, right? Like we started our first businesses as students, right? Um, there's so many other things that you can do as a student, scholarships. Like we had a student that started PT school after having over $100,000 in scholarship money, right? So she was basically giving herself a full ride via scholarships. We've had students make as much as $23,000 in a month. And if you think I'm joking around, go to www.newmoneyptlive.com and you can actually see some of those stories. That's an event we have coming up uh, this September where we're gonna, for two days in Tampa, Florida, actually teach you all this stuff step-by-step-by-step step step to help you all freaking crush it, right? These are real things. And you can see all of these stories and realize that there's things you can do now to be at the driver's seat of this whole conversation of money, right? But it is about the money partially, right? And I get it, like we wanna help people, but but it's actually interconnected. And I think a lot of us have just learned the opposite that it's not about the money, it's about helping. But then when you realize that if I don't have the money part figured out, it's very hard for me to help as many people as possible, then you realize that you're actually shortchanging the thing that you actually want. And then when you start realizing the fact that you had a dream initially when you chose to become a physical therapist and that dream is only fulfilled if you figure out the money part, then it starts to, you kind of start realizing, shoot, I got to figure some ish out, but I got to do it as a student. Don't wait till you're a physical therapist. I think sometimes we also think, I'll wait till I'm a PT because if I wait until I'm a PT, then, uh, then I'll have more time. Y'all listen, I was just as busy, if not more busy when I became a PT. Like it doesn't work like that. Start now, figure it out now, do it with other students now because you're not the first, you're not the last, but there's other people that have already figured it out. And if they figured it out, then why can't you? And if you want us to teach you, go to that same link that I just said, newmoneyptlive.com, www.newmoneyptlive.com. Get a ticket. We are actually like two days. You're going to spend two days with us in person. I don't even want you to consider the fact that like it's impossible. So I want you to be in a room with other people. We're going to have nearly 125 students in person um, that are going to learn 
all this stuff step by step by step. And then the students that have been able to do some of the stuff that I mentioned a few minutes ago, they're going to be some of the speakers and you'll be able to learn from them directly, ask them direct questions. Actual students in PT school right now doing those things that may seem impossible, making more money than your average physical therapist. Um, and you can do some of that stuff as well, whether it's through scholarships, generating more money, um, reducing the amount of expenses that you have when it comes to what you're paying off for schools and all that stuff so that um, you have freedoms. Like freedom is the goal, right? Like as a new grad PT, you want to have freedoms. And so whether you're a pre-PT or PT student, that's where to start. But um, that's also what my professor never told me about school debt. So hopefully that helps. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about that. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, please be sure to share this out with another friend, another um, classmate, another peer that would value this. Uh, and of course, be sure to like, subscribe, and just binge on the rest of our other uh, content on here. And we'll see you on the next training. Bye. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.